Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to Saints History, told and experienced the way God intended it, with excessive amounts of alcohol and cursing. The booze is probably bourbon because... Their alcohols are for rich women on diets. Now, here's your Drunk Saints History host, who is... Bombed out of his gourd. It's uh, the second the second edition, Andrew, and we're going, we're doing, the dick era, it needed two parts, right? We did 97, 98 in part one, but 99, yeah. like, you think Andre Royal getting arrested at the strip club and Coingate, and you think all of it, you, you think <laughs> it couldn't get any crazier, but 99, like, it got crazy, and by the way, uh, we filmed these two at a time, I am on Elijah Craig Berman, I'm on drink number seven. I just have the, I have a full glass of ice in the bottle in front of me, Andrew. I am so drunk. <laughs> if I mispronounce names, I just whatever. Like, but, but look, this is what the, a hundred of you donated twelve dollars. This is what you wanted. You wanted me drunk talking about Saints history. You wanted, you wanted Ralph drunk talking about <laughs> Dino Filial and Ink Aliaga. So. Oh, uh, my God. I, I like it's It's spinning. I hope this – let me check the recording. So it is recording. So so, so they go into 99, right? And the Saints, they get like 6 and 10, 6 and 10. And only Ditka would be like, I don't have a quarterback. What I need is a running back. So Ditka, was it at the – I think it was at the scouting combine, right? He mm-hmm. – like, told Chris Mortensen, he's like, I'll trade the whole fucking draft for Ricky Williams. Was that it? Was that how it went, Andrew? Yeah. He yeah. Was, and the thing was, like, the Saints were picking, like, seven. So, they didn't, like, they didn't even need to trade the whole draft to get Ricky Williams. Like, you needed to trade, like, the, your second-round pick to move up five spots to get Ricky Williams. Like, but Dick had already said it, so it was out there, right? So... The Saints, like, going into 99, like, they signed Wally Williams on the offensive line. So you were like, oh, shit, I think it might happen. Like, there was a sense, Andrew, that it was really going to happen. Like, they were going to mm-hmm. do whatever it took to get Ricky. Did you feel that way? Like, I. Yeah, like, I mean, Ditka had made some comments that, you know, basically he thought Ricky Williams was the best player in the draft, and he, he thought that he was so good that. Uh, he's Walter he would, make, he would Walter, basically put any team in the playoffs on his own. He was Walter Payton with dreadlocks. So yes. on draft day, the Saints were like, "Here's you want to talk about bonkers. Cincinnati, who I think, I don't think they picked number one. I got I to gotta pull up the 99. I got to pull up the 99 draft. Uh, you know, like when you're drunk and everything's blurry, and uh, it gets hard to, like, type. The numbers on my keyboard are, like, swaying back and forth. So, 
the ninety the ninety nine draft the ninety nine draft was Tim Couch got picked number one. But, oh God, but, that's another. That's so, a, we'll get back to that. So Tim Couch goes number one. Donovan McNabb goes number two. Cincinnati is on the clock, and the Saint Q Harrick calls up Cincinnati, and he says to Cincinnati. I'll give you our whole 99 draft, a number one pick in 2000, a number one pick in 2001. And Cincinnati, Mike Brown says, nah, bruh, we're good. We're taking Achilles Smith. I mean, if you want to say the Saints made a bad decision taking Ricky Williams, like, how bad was Cincinnati's decision passing up three number ones and taking Achilles Smith, Andrew? No bueno. I mean, I don't even know. So, they pick Achilles Smith. And the Colts pick the – Col- the Colts are on the clock and the Colts need to run it back. So, everybody's like, the Colts are going to pick Ricky Williams. And it'll be done and the Saints will be done with it. They'll have to pick seven. They'll have to deal with what they want. But the Colts pick Edger and James, and at the Saints draft fest, everybody goes fucking bonkers because Washington is like, "Oh, you want to give us your whole draft and your number one pick in 2000 for the for the fourth the, for the fifth pick overall? Yeah, we'll do that." So the Saints pick at five, and they pick Ricky Williams, and like we said before in part one, that people were pumped about Dicka. Don't let people tell you they weren't pumped about Ricky Williams. Like, people be like, oh, I didn't like the trade. But no, Andrew, tell the people. Saints fans were pumped about Ricky Williams. They were pumped. They were pumped. Yeah. Like, they were throwing shit up at the draft. Like, people I, think were, there, I think there was, like, a little bit of uneasiness. Like, man, did we give up too much? Did yeah. we give up too much for this guy? But, um, you know. He was like, so good at Texas. I mean, he was the Heisman. Again, another Heisman Trophy winner. We're like, eh, whatever. Dicka wants him. You know, we're all in with Dicka. Like, what are we going to do? Like, So, the Saints, they draft Ricky Williams. And, like, it immediately goes just wrong. Like, like Ricky Williams, like, he signs a key. He, he has Master P as his agent. And he does this contract with, like, no signing bonus and, like, huge amounts of incentives. Yeah, and, and you know, Terry O'Neill. I mean, he was a good cap guy. He was a great... He, he fleeced Ricky Williams. He was a great... Fleeced cap. him. He was a great cap guy. So he yeah. fleeces Ricky... But Ricky Williams, like, in like in the, the mini camps, like, Ricky Williams is, like, interviewing with the media and, like, wearing his helmet during interviews. And we're like, dude, this dude is weird. Like, this is, yep. this is bad. And then he hurts his ankle in training camp. And he gets a high ankle sprain, right? Mm-hmm. So, but the Saints, they go into 99, they win the first game, 19 to 10. And, and Ricky Williams, like, his ankle's hurt, but he still runs for, like, 80 yards. Um, so, it seems like it's going well. But, dude, then the wheels just come fucking off, Andrew. Like, like explain to the people. Like, the Saints won their first game. Yep. But well, I think, so, so I think... You know, the first game, you know, finally Billy Joe Hobart is back. And Ditka's like, okay, this is my guy. He's gutsy. I like him. And you can kind of tell, even though the Saints win because they have a great defense, and, you know, they win 19-10, you can tell something's not right with Hobart. You're like, yeah, he, he just doesn't look the same as he did last year, you know, or at the end of the two years ago and at the beginning of last year. Like, you know, he doesn't look – 100%. No, but the Saints and, win the game, and so you're like, okay, 
<laughs> there's hope. And then in game two, they go t- at San Francisco, and they're up 21-14. Yeah. And Hobart is playing out of his mind. And yeah. you're like, all right, Hobart's back. He's our guy. He's the yeah. quarterback. We're on the road, and we're beating the 49ers, yeah. baby. And Ditka had never beaten the 49ers. He yeah. was 0-4 against the Niners up to this point. Yeah. And Steve Young hits Ter- Terrell Owens with two minutes left to tie the game at 21. Yeah. And and so with two minutes left, you're like, all right, Hobart, time to Get shine, baby. Done. You need to go down on the 49ers and win the game. And- the spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. And have us believe in you. Yep. And Hobart throws a pick six. Yes. With 30 seconds uh. left. Run back for a touchdown. The Niners win 28-21. Yeah. And so at that point... Like, you know, with Hobart, it, it went from like, man, this is the done. guy, this is it, to done. 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 And, and he gets hurt the following week again. Yeah. And so Bears. it's back to Billy Joe Tolliver. Yeah. And then the Saints kind of go on this run of heartbreakers. They yeah. lose by four to the Bears. Yeah. They lose by three to the Falcons. They lose by three to the Titans. No, but don't, so, don't, don't skip over the Titans because the Titans is a critical point because at the end of the half, the Saints, they botch it and they, they have like third, they have like third, they have like third and goal at the four, at the, at the, at the half yard line and Dick runs like a fullback dive and they don't have any timeouts, so they can't run on. And they get run the out of clock. So yeah. instead of being up thirteen to three, they're up ten to three, and they end up botching it. And the crowd boos them going off the field. And Ditka does oh, the right. Ditka does the double birds and the crat the crotch grab of that point. And the Saints they lose because that's Tennessee. They end up going to the Super Bowl that year. They end up going to fall into one and four. The next mm-hmm. week they fall to the Giants. They're the, they're thirty-one to three, and they're one to fall. They, they, at that point, they're in a free fall. But they play the Browns, and the Browns. This is the Cleveland Browns of the Browns went to Baltimore. NFL gives Cleveland an expansion team, so this is the new Browns, right? This is the old Browns. Well, no, this is the 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 second incarnation of the Browns. This is like, oh, oh, sorry, yeah, With yeah. Tim so Couch. they have yeah, yeah. Tim Couch. So the Saints are winning. And they're winning sixteen fourteen, like, but they fuck up the clock at the end of the game, and they don't run it down. They they could have run it down to like one second, have Doug Bryant kick the field goal, win. You're two and five, whatever. They fuck it up, and the Browns get like twenty seconds, and take it from there, Andrew, because I'm really drunk. Yeah. So they the Browns, I want to say they get 
you know, a couple first downs, and it's still like implausible that they're going to come back. Yeah. But they get to about their own 48, and they clock it with about two seconds left. And you're like, oh, it's one of those games where 99.9% of the time you win, but you're like, oh, they really should never let it get to this point. Now they get to take a shot at the end zone. Oh, it should have never been this close, but God, just just make the play and let's let's go home yeah. with the win. And at this point, like this, the Saints are broken, the players are broken, the staff is broken, the fans are broken. Um, because I I was at this game, and I was I, too. I, I, I remember, you know, there had been three. You remember how this season started this past year, where there were those heartbreaking losses. Yeah. Um, and it was like that this year. There were three losses in a row like that, and you just felt like the Saints were so close, and they were knocking on the door. And finally, they had this game in the bag, and you see Tim Couch kind of, you know, three man rush. He kind of sits in the pocket, and then and then you think they're going to sack him. You know, because he's taking yeah. too long. And so then he kind of rolls out to the right, and you're like, oh, just get him, just sack him, and he won't even get the ball off. But nope. then he chucks it. And he chucks it, and you, you, it's just like you watch it. It's like slow motion. And, and you yeah. can hear a pin drop in the dome because it's, you know, and, and I'm sitting, at this point, I'm sitting in the upper deck. So I'm in the nosebleed section. And you see the receiver come down with the ball in the end zone. And it's so quiet in the Superdome that from the nosebleed section, you can hear the Browns players cheering and screaming on the sideline. That's how quiet it is. The funny thing was, the week before, they played the Giants. And the Giants hit a Hail Mary right before the half. That's right. That's right. I mean, Um, like how fucking unlucky do you have to be to have Hail Mary hit you back-to-back weeks? Only the Saints. And Ditka's on the ground, like, rolling around like a toddler. Yeah, as soon as as the Browns win the game, Ditka Ditka collapses to the ground, and he just lays face down on the the turf. It felt like forever, right? Yeah, it was probably probably (laughs) like 45 seconds. It was but it seriously felt like days. <laughs> like so, the Saints are just like they're fucking broken. They get, they go to Tampa. They get rolled. They beat San Francisco because Steve Young got injured, and like they get rolled. They, I mean, they gave up. They give up in in consecutive weeks. Jacksonville scores forty. The Rams score forty three. Atlanta scores thirty five. The they get, they score, quit. They quit. They they. They gave up 40, 43, 35, 30, 31 in back-to-back weeks. So they play on a Christmas Eve game. It was a Friday. It was a, I want to say it was a Friday game. They play Christmas Eve, and and at that point they're like, whatever, we're playing. They're like, we're playing Jake alone, and everybody's like, what? You're doing what? Like the dude off the practice squad and you're against the Cowboys. So the Cowboys at that point, their dynasty was done. So the Saints played Dallas on Christmas Eve and Jake DeLome fucking is good and Dallas is terrible and the Saints win 31-24. So at that point, you were like, you know, uh, Jake DeLome, he hit Eddie, Eddie Kinnison who played for the Saints for like one year. You know, uh, yeah, and and uh, 
So you're like, oh my god, they might keep Ditka. Which at that point, the Ditka, the, the fun was gone because the, the 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 shenanigans of Ditka and the nonsense. You were like, yeah, it was it was entertaining for a little bit, but now we just want it to be over. So the Saints are three and twelve, and they go to Carolina, and this is one of those weird things, Andrew. You, Jump in if I'm wrong, but Carolina is like I think they were like eight and seven or seven and eight, and and yep. them and Green Bay and another team were like, if we end up in a tie for the last playoff spot, like the tiebreaker that's going to matter is points scored. So Carolina was like, Saints, we are going to kick your ass and we are going to score until the clock says zero. Because we have to, because it might be a tiebreaker for the playoffs, right? So right. Carolina is just, like, they have... They're throwing no, every play. They're throwing they're like, bombs every play. Yeah, like, there's no fucking mercy on the Saints. So they drop 45 on the Saints. And, and like, the thing is with the Saints, like, the like it, in a way, it was actually good for the Saints. And I remember at the time, I was rooting for Carolina because I was like, they need to fire fucking Mike Dicka, and they need to show that he's inept and doesn't know what he's doing. So Carolina dropped 60 on the Saints. Like, I – because people were worried, like, like is Tom Benson going to fire everybody? Like, he might not. So, like, this was – so Carolina scored 45, and, like, they would have scored 100 if they could have. And, like, the Saints were just totally inept. So, like, everybody's like, is Dick going to fire – is Benson going to fire Dick, guys? So, like, the next day, like, he fired fucking everybody. Right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like, and like, I don't know, like, I don't know about you, but like, me and my mom, because like, me and my mom, we have season. We had decided, like, if the Saints do not fire Ditka, we're done. Like, and that's the only time with the Saints in in the in the whole stretch of Hazlitt and all of it. More like, because we had had sick tickets since 1989. That was the only time we ever discussed getting rid of the tickets. We we're like, if they don't get rid of Ditka. We're getting rid of the tickets. And is it, we're like, after the Carolina. That was the So they fired Ditka. And, like, I don't know, that Andrew, that it was relief. But, like, people were like, describe. I, you describe. Because I feel I like. I mean, I was angry with Ditka. Um, but my main issue was with Bill Koharik. Because of the free agents they signed. And the horrible personnel moves at every turn, their inability to get a quarterback. And, I mean, I blamed Kaharik for enabling Ditka, you know, especially yeah, f- with the Ricky Williams trade. I feel like, and, and this is a, the God rest his soul, Hoagie Yajong, he was a scout for the Saints. They went around the table and they asked the scouts, is it a good idea to trade the whole draft and a number one pick for the next year for Ricky Williams? All the scouts and Bill Kaharick said, yeah. The one person who said, are you out of your fucking mind, was Hokie Gajon. Yeah. So, so let's give him credit. He was like, what the fuck are you doing? You don't trade your whole draft for a running back. So, but the thing And that was on- the running back saying it. Yeah, it was exactly a running back saying, don't trade for a running back. <laughs> I love drinking. I love... I love... <laughs> My headset just fell off. I, I was love... going to say, did you just collapse to the ground? I, I did. Like Ditka after Tim Couch's Hail Mary? 
I love drugs. I, I love Drunk Saints history. I love this. I'm going to love doing this every other month. We're going to record you. This is the best thing ever. So Yeah, I, I, one of my favorite interviews during the Ditka era, you know, and we, we talked about so many of these quarterbacks. You know, at, at one point they had Werfel, they had Schuler, they had Billy Joes, they had Doug Nussmeyer. Um, you know, they had uh, Jake DeLome, they had Kerry Collins. I mean, there were so many guys getting rotated in and out because so they had good defenses and they couldn't score points and they just couldn't figure out the quarterback thing and did go, you know, he had a quick trigger, you know. He, the only guy that was ever really his guy was Hobart. Hobart. Um, and, and he was just constantly injured. So, you know, everyone else he didn't like and he, he, he would switch it all the time. And so, you know, I remember this one interview where they stick the mic in his face and they're like, you know, Mike, who's going to start this week? And and he just says, well, well, what do you care? Yeah. And he's like, next question. And they're like, well, we're reporters. We, we, you know, we, the fans want to know who's going to start. And he's like, well, it's none of their business. Who's going to start? It's going to start. He says, it doesn't concern anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Because whoever starts will start and whoever doesn't start will back them up. And that's what we're going to do. And, and, it, and says, it's none and of then, your business. And then I think Brian Alley Walsh, who was a great Times Union reporter, asked him, he's like, Mike, why are you such in a bad mood? He's like, I'm one in seven. Wouldn't, I'm, I'm in a bad fucking mood. Wouldn't you be in a bad mood if you're one in seven? And I was like, yeah, I get the guy. Like, I feel him. Like, he's one in seven. Like, I, he's being honest. But, like, the fun thing about the Ditka era was, like, the Saints were, like, a burning crater at the end and you were like they fire everybody but the one thing the one like saving grace of the Ditka era was like by trading the whole draft for Ricky Williams and by Bill Kuharik not understanding free agency like the Saints like you couldn't have a cleaner cap going into 2000 than did than Randy Mueller and Jim Haslam had like the Saints had like their cap was perfect because they didn't like since did get since they didn't sign any free agents like they didn't have any bad contracts right mm-hmm. so going into 2000 like randy mueller came in and he brought mickey loomis with them they're like well they're well, finally off the hook of the Schuler deal yeah they like they're finally off the hook of Schuler, and they're like well we don't have any draft picks so we're just gonna go crazy in free agency and sign a bunch of guys, and we have a bunch of cap room. So, like, in a way, because Dicka was so incompetent running the cap and drafting, like, it set up 2000, which was weird, but, like, I mean... Well, there, there, was, two, there was two things that that, that team had. It, a good offensive line yeah. and, a good de- and a good defense. And as Not bad as good. they played defensively at the end of the Ditka era, that was more about quitting than ability. So... Hazlitt inherited a great offensive line, and he inherited um, a good defense. And so, you know, when he was able to get a healthy Ricky Williams in year two, yeah, uh, yeah. they were able to get Joe Horn in free yeah, agency, yeah. who was a, a home run hit, and they were able to get Jeff Blake as a free agent quarterback, who was very good for the well, Saints, and, and, and Aaron Brooks, you know, via trade. Um, you know, the offense went from completely incompetent to able to score a little bit here and there Yo, overnight. And the, and the thing was with those Ditka teams is, and, and, and the thing that made them fun was they played the 46 defense, but they could get after the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the fun thing was like 
they were inept and the offense would turn the ball over, and so the defense would, you know, be like, yeah, they turned the ball over and they held them to a field goal. But, like, that front, that, that defense, like, they, they had, they, they got Leroy Glover and they were smart enough to sign him to a deal. And, like, that 2000 team, they had Leroy Glover 17 sacks, Joe Johnson 12 sacks, Darren Howard 11 sacks, Keith Mitchell 6 sacks, Willie Whitehead 5 and a half. Like, that two, like, that pass rush, like, basically, it was so good, it got Ron Zook the Florida job. Like, Florida looked at the 2000 Saints and were like, Ron Zook, he's he's a pretty good defensive coordinator. No, dude, he had Leroy Glover and Joe Johnson and Darren Howard rushing the corner. Mm-hmm. I could be the defensive coordinator for that fucking team. Um, <laughs> so, the, the, so, so, I mean, like, like, I guess the thing is with the Dick era, and maybe it's, it's like, I, we are so old, Andrew. It's 20 years ago now. Yeah. But, like, if you're going to be 6-10, and 6-10, and 10 and 3-13, and 13, like, Mike Dick is the coach you want to have because he's a fucking clown show, and that's what you want, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, endless entertainment. The interviews were hilarious. Um, you know, he, he was just so fast and loose with his personnel decisions. And <laughs> so, so, so rash with, with his changes. You know, I think something that was real frustrating with some coaches um, is that they stick with their guy. Not you know? Dick. Like that, that was one thing with, with uh, Hazlitt, you know, is he, he just stuck with Brooks for so long, so much longer than he should have, you know, before he made a switch. And, and you know, I, I just think there's a lot of stubborn coaches out there. Not Ditka. Ditka. Ditka would make the switch overnight. I mean, he Did- was so rash with this. But, like, as a fan, it keeps you interested because, you're like, all right, well, all our quarterbacks are garbage, but giddy up. Jake DeLome's starting this week. All right, this yeah. will be interesting. Or, like, during the – like, the thing is, like, with Hazlitt, you know, like, he's not pulling Brooks. And obviously with Drew yeah. Brees, they're never pulling Brees. But, like, with Ditka, you'd be like, middle of the second quarter, you'd be like, is he going to pull this guy? Is he gonna? Not only is he gonna pull him, is he gonna yell at him and like choke him to death? I will say, I will say this: for all of his faults, Ditka would have cut Brandon Browner in week two. Oh my god! <laughs> Brandon oh. Browner wouldn't have lasted two weeks with Ditka. I mean, like, now he would have replaced him with someone worse, most likely, but he would have replaced him. But he, yeah, like Ditka. He had like thirty percent fan in him. Like what you want is a fan, like the irrational. Like Ditka was that. He was that emotional, right? Like, but um, if I had to sum up the Ditka era, maybe it's because it's twenty years ago now. Like, I have to give it a thumb, like thumbs up, because like, like the Saints, like three and thirteen with Ditka is way better than like what Cleveland had this year or Jacksonville. Like it's way more fun. Like if you if you're going to be 3 and 13, you might as well have a lunatic as your head coach. Like that's what yeah. you want. Yeah. I I think the difference is at that point we had a level of expectations where the team had never won a playoff game in their history. And so you know th- there was kind of like a well we're never going to win anyway, so just give us comedy. Uh, whereas now, I don't think fans would have the same appreciation for it because no. the 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 stand the level of the standard, standard is, is higher. higher. Like yeah. the, like the ninety eight like the ninety 
The 98 Saints with the 3-0 start, man, they were having a fucking parade. But oh, like, yeah. Well, we, we, we might have a parade after the 2017 Saints start 3-0. But, I mean, I don't know. All I'm saying is, I hope the, the two episodes we gave you on the Dick era, era entertain you. Andrew, I am... So, I drank way too... I drank too much for the first episode. <laughs> I tried to pace myself and was like, I'm going to drink enough to just be fun and just have fun and like be loud but I drank too much but if you want a bourbon under $30 Elijah Craig boom the way to go so well, I mean let, let's be honest you can't talk about Ditka for this long without without drinking no, a lot no so uh, we'll be back with another episode of Saints History uh, so thanks everybody f- for donating it was it was magical Thanks to all of our Saints Happy Hour listeners whose donations made Drunk Saints History possible. Until next time, remember, surviving Saints History is hard. That's why God made alcohol.